folks, if you don't believe me when I've told you before in the past that we're living in a banana republic, then I don't know what else I can tell you, uh, especially in the wake of what happened today. We have the leading candidate for president in 2024, a leading Republican candidate and a candidate who is leading uh, the Democratic opposition, Joe Biden, indicted by the Justice Department, the Justice Department run by the current president, his chief opponent in the 2024 uh, election. This is an absolute overt weaponization of the government and the criminal justice system of the United States against a political adversary. It is unprecedented, is the sort of thing we only see in third world countries. And I don't care if you like Donald Trump or can't stand Donald Trump. If you're any kind of American, you cannot sit idly by and say that this is cricket and that this is the way we should go about conducting uh, politics and election elections in this country. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another episode of the Jamie Dury Show podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show, and you can do so in one of several easy ways. You can either download the free Podbean app in your Google Play Store or the iTunes App Store, depending which device you use, and you can follow us that way. Uh, you can leave reviews, make comments, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, it makes no difference. Or you can simply go to your native podcast aggregator app. I like to use the native uh, Apple podcast aggregator app when I listen to shows myself. And you can search out The Jamie Dury Show that way and subscribe and leave reviews and comments. We need more of both. The more we get, the more we'll be able to do with the show, the more we'll be able to do for you. So please give us a good review. Give us a five-star review and uh, share the show with your friends. We'd love to do a lot more than we're doing for you. Uh, But we do everything that we can. So what is going on here? Well, Trump has just revealed, he's announced, that his attorneys have told him that he's been indicted by special counsel Jack Smith. And this is not related to January 6th. This is related to an investigation into the handling of classified documents. Now, even though I think an indictment on January 6th, and don't worry, that's probably coming too, even though I think an indictment related to Trump's handling of January 6th is ridiculous because the tweets that have now been recovered from his previously uh, banned Twitter account, the timeline, shows that he asked people um, to protest peacefully. He never advocated violence. It shows that he offered bringing in National Guard and troops, and it was refused. It's now looking like more, more than ever that uh, these people wanted those people to do that. When I say these people, I mean the left. They wanted to, then the people on the right to protest. They deliberately sent uh, people there that were undercover on the left. That one guy that was showing up at all these um, demonstrations and kept advocating that we have to get in there, we have to get in there, seems to be an FBI agent, because the FBI will neither confirm nor deny that he's an FBI agent. If he wasn't, they certainly would say he's not. Uh, There'd be no reason not to say he wasn't. 
Uh, whenever they say, well, we can't compromise sources and methods, they can't tell you because he's acting on behalf of the federal government. And then you had Antifa there, uh, all designed to breach the Capitol and then encourage the people to get in because crowd behavior can get out of hand uh, very quickly, even though people have started out with the intention of assembling peaceably. And even at that, what was done? They sat in Nancy Pelosi's care, uh, chair. For that, they shot an innocent woman, Ashley Babbitt, and no one's been held to account for that. But as ridiculous as that would be, at least they could try and make the case that it was something unique to Donald Trump with no precedent. Here, we have former Vice President Pence being in possession of classified documents, and vice presidents have very different powers under the Constitution than presidents and former presidents. And we have Joe Biden, who had documents that were classified in his possession when he was vice president from the Obama administration. And they weren't even securely kept. They were kept in a garage with his Corvette. And he tried to defend that as well. It's in my Corvette as if his Corvette was such a prized possession that naturally it was under great security. I mean, this is insane. Pence is not being indicted. Biden is not being indicted. Donald Trump is being indicted because he's Donald Trump. He's leading in the polls, and he's going to blow away anybody that they put up against him. So they have to get rid of Donald Trump. And then you have uh, the indictment in New York, and now we have people saying he's going to be indicted in Georgia. Now listen, under the weight of all these indictments, you can't possibly take the position that the Democrats are, are doing this all part of a clever scheme to try and make Trump stronger because all his people are going to rally to him because of these indictments. And we're doing this because we want him to run, because we think he's the easiest person to beat. If you believe that, I have oceanfront property for you in Arizona. They're doing this because they are deathly afraid of Donald Trump running. You saw the first glimmer of that from James Comey the other day, I mentioned it on my show, where he said a second Trump presidency was going to be a presidency of retribution. Well, you may classify it as retribution, Mr. Comey, because you'll be on the receiving end of it. But, you know, one man's retribution is another man's justice. Why is it that if the former president goes after people like you, if he gets elected again, who falsified documents and representations before the FISA court that brought a dossier which you knew, and we now know that you knew as a result of the Durham report, was a completely fabricated document that it was opposition research bought and paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign and that there was not a shred of truth to it, and you used that to obtain FISA warrants to spy on the Trump campaign. You don't think you deserve to be held accountable for that? Peter Strzok doesn't deserve to be held accountable for that? So people are allowed to do whatever they want to do as long as it's something that the left agrees with. But if the right were to do something like that, you'd be screaming like stuck pigs. So we have Pence, we have Biden not being indicted, all in possession of supposedly classified documents. Donald Trump is in possession of documents that he say he declassified, and the president has the unilateral authority to classify or declassify anything he wishes. And they're trying to go after him. And it wasn't as if 
these documents weren't well kept. They were in a, a safe, and Donald Trump has a Secret Service detail guarding him. There was nobody getting to these documents. And the things that they did, going through Melania's Trump's closet, I mean, this was beyond the pale. It was pathetic. It was pathetic. It was almost deviant. But that's the state that we have. Now, a statement here by Mr. Trump. The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted, seemingly over the boxes hoax. He went on to parallel the investigation into Joe Biden's handling of classified documents. Now, supposedly he asked to appear um, on Tuesday at 3 p.m. in a Miami courthouse, because that's the federal um, uh, district where this thing is going to be uh, played out. Quote, I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States who received far more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country, and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democrat and Republican, in the polls of the 2024 presidential election. In capital letters, I am an innocent man. This action comes one day after Trump's lawyers spent two hours inside the DOJ on June uh, 5th uh, addressing their concerns on the way the case has been handled. But uh, all of this is going to, I think, backfire a lot of people. If he gets that case handled in Miami, Florida, as opposed to someplace in New York or uh, in Washington, D.C., they may find that they have uh, a very, very different uh, outcome than these Democrats are expecting. Now, Another attorney, uh, Mr. Mike Davis, he's the founder and president of the Article Three Project, which seeks to uphold the country, uh, uphold, I'm sorry, uphold the Constitution, said the Democrats' indictments of Trump for these non-crimes are part of a lawfare campaign to keep Biden in power. That's pretty well said. And I find it interesting that these indictments are announced on the same day that the FBI relents and provides the document, the unclassified document, relating to the whistleblower that Representative Comer on the Oversight Committee in the House and Senator Chuck Grassley have been seeking for some time. A document that the FBI initially refused to even admit existed but now they know it exists, and now they have it. And this document is damning. It is damning. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia held a press conference, but other people have said this too. So don't just shoot down the information because she's saying it, but this is what's in the document. She said that she just read it and considers it to be very credible. Now, just remember, this whistleblower is someone that the FBI has used in the past. They've used this person as a source for over 10 years, and they've paid him over uh, six figures um, over the course of those 10 years for information. So it's not as if this is someone they're not familiar with. But this is what the document alleges. The whistleblower alleges that Joe Biden, while he was vice president, 
engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme with a foreign national in exchange for certain actions. And Marjorie Taylor Greene calls this nothing short of deeply troubling. Now, let me just be clear about this. This has nothing to do with the allegations that were brought forward by Rudy Giuliani back in 2020. If you recall back then, Giuliani was speaking about how Joe Biden pressured Ukrainian officials to fire the prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, uh, uh, by withholding millions. Actually, it was withholding a billion dollars in uh, aid to Ukraine, unless that prosecutor who was investigating his son, because he was investigating Burisma Holdings, was fired. Now, there isn't much ambiguity about that allegation because Joe Biden gave a press conference where he bragged about it as if he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. That's how weird he is. He says, and you can look on YouTube, the, the video is still up there. I went over there and goes, listen, I get on a plane in six hours. If that prosecutor investigating my son and Burisma isn't fired, you're not getting your billion dollars. And they told him, well, you're not the president. I said, call him. Well, son of a bitch. Within six hours, the prosecutor was fired. So here it is, the vice president, not empowered to withhold money, tells a foreign official, the president of a country, that I'm not going to give you the aid that was voted for you unless you fire the person that's investigating my son. And the reason why is a benefit to him because his son gets, gets spared, but because we now know through this whistleblower a lot of these monies that were paid to his son were funneled back through his son to him. The prosecutor was fired in April 2016 uh, amid these corruption charges. About a month prior to the dismissal, like I said, Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in guaranteed loans to Ukraine unless he was fired. But this whistleblower uh, is speaking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with that, this is a separate allegation in which Biden is alleged to have received $5 million in, cert- in exchange for actions on his part. But I just want to be clear. These allegations are related to Burisma, but they have nothing to do with information that Giuliani brought. This is completely independent. This is a different source. This is a different source. This is the whistleblower. Here's what he was saying. In this document, It's alleged that Burisma Holdings, they were already under investigation, and they hired Hunter Biden, I'm reading from an article here, to serve on the board because his presence was designed to make, quote, the problems go away with this investigation that Shokin was engaged in. Now, the informant in this unclassified document at the time was an advisor to Burisma, and his advice was not to hire Hunter Biden. His advice was to hire lawyers and use the lawyers to legally try and resolve any issues that may have arisen from this investigation that Shokin was was conducting, rather than resort to the hiring of the son of the vice president of the United States as a way to get sticks on their side of the table, so to speak, or leverage. So basically, the informant was trying to tell them, you know, do it the legal way, do it the right way. But the informant declared that he paid, the informant himself, paid $5 million to one Biden 
and then he paid $5 million to another Biden. And it was all a bribery scheme to get Shokin fired at the end of the investigation into Burisma. Now, we already know from other allegations that many Bidens have been getting paid. Joe Biden's brother has been on the gravy train. His, his son Hunter has been on the gravy train. And through all of these allegations, we have a recurring phrase where they say, and we're going to kick, save 10% for the big guy. They always reference the big guy. The big guy is Joe Biden. I mean, you have to wonder how someone who's never had a real job in his entire life has worked all his life for the federal government uh, on a government salary, which is not something you get rich on. And he's got four beautiful oceanfront homes that he couldn't possibly maintain on the money he gets doing these things. It would seem to me that um, you would have to have other sources of income. And since he doesn't have any skill, Joe Biden, all he has is influence, it seems to me that those sources of income should be investigated because it could potentially compromise the person because there's never been a time when Joe Biden wasn't in office doing something. Okay. So according to Green in her reading of the document, the whistleblower said that bribes are standard in doing business and other matters involving Ukraine. Quote, many businesses they take into, a, they take into account, they put it in their budgets, meaning we already know we have to grease people if we want to get permits to do this or permits to do that, saying that it wouldn't be unusual for a company in Ukraine to consider hiring Hunter Biden on the board to make problems go away. And this is definitely illegal to have a, for a vice president himself to get involved or to have family members get involved. Now, remember this. Joe Biden can sit there in his dementia-inspired stupor and call these things malarkey all you want. But the fact of the matter is his son got paid this money. And his son doesn't know jack shit about the energy business. His son is a crackhead. His son is a man who takes bribes and gives money to his father from it. His son is a man who had an affair with his dead brother's widow. His son is a man who had a child with a hooker and had to be compelled to go to court for a paternity test in order to prove it was his because he refused to own up to the fact that he fathered this child and didn't want to pay a dime. And he's got plenty of money to pay. He's been stealing it most of his life. And so, and this is the, the son that the father said is one of the finest men I know. Well, that should tell you all you need to know about the judgment of the sitting uh, president of the United States. If he thinks this crackhead junkie is one of the finest men he's ever known, there's a problem with him. Look, I have a son. I know where the father's love of his son can be. But if my son did all these things that Hunter Biden has done, I wouldn't disown him because he's my son, but I wouldn't go around bragging that he's the finest man I had known. I would have been making known my extreme sorrow and disappointment in him. Fortunately, I don't think that's ever going to be the case with my son because he's a good kid. But this is the type of thing that's going on. And you can't tell me that the announcement of the indictment of Trump is all coincidental 
with the fact that the FBI has decided that they couldn't hold up to the pressure of the House drafting contempt proceedings against the director, and they gave over this document. They had to have something to take the news away from Joe Biden. Now, do you think the news is going to be reporting this? This is going to be an also-ran story that they might say, oh, and by the way, uh, Joe Biden may have taken $5 million. All they're going to be talking about is Donald Trump being indicted by the feds and how this adds to his mounting legal woes. That's going to be the storyline. No one is going to be talking about Joe Biden. So this is disgusting. We have a sitting president, uh, a former president indicted for nonsense, manufactured crimes, and we have a sitting president who's lining his pockets, lining his family's pockets, in many cases engaged in the same conduct, and people are laughing it off. And all of this is being done and able to be done because we have a mainstream media in this country that is no longer an independent media. The media in this country, even Fox News, as Rupert Murdoch drifts further and further away from the hands-on operation of that company, News Corp, and defers to his son, we have a media that is one with the Democratic Party. And only the news they want you to hear, wildfires in Canada, the need for climate change, electric vehicles, and so forth, only those things are important enough for you to hear. Things that they don't want you to hear, you won't hear. Or they'll manufacture other news that they can tout so that it drowns out the news that they don't want you to hear. They'll mention it so they can never be accused of not mentioning it, but it'll be mentioned in a disproportionately small way so that most people, unless they were listening with a very acute ear, would never recall even hearing it. And that's what's going to be done here. And just to give you an example of how desperate they are becoming, they're now going after Tucker Carlson. Fox News is accusing Carlson of breach of contract. And a lawyer for Mr. Carlson uh, issued a response uh, to claims by Fox News. Uh, they sent a letter accusing Carlson of violating his contract by launching his own Twitter show this week. Quote, Here's from the letter. Fox defends its very existence on freedom of speech grounds. Now they want to take Tucker Carlson's right to speak freely away from him because he took to social media to share his thoughts on current events. Carlson's lawyer Brian Friedman said in a June 7th statement to Axios, appearing to confirm reports that Fox News notified Carlson's lawyers about a possible contract violation. Supposedly, Bernard Guger, which is a counsel to Fox News, uh, sent a letter to Carlson's attorneys stating that he is now in breach of contract with Fox News after he premiered the first episode of his new Twitter show, Tucker on Twitter, on June 6th. Now, to give you an example of how popular this man is, that first installment of this Tucker on Twitter show generated more than 100 million views on the social media platform. Now, Tucker Carlson was the most popular cable news network host, period. The most popular on Fox, the most popular anywhere. And his show in primetime at 8 o'clock used to get, according to the Nielsen ratings, in excess of 3 million viewers. Three and a half, close to four, that's a big one. But that's what he used to get. So it just goes to show you how much 
mainstream news, even when you have the number one host, has sunk in relation to what's available in alternative platforms. Three and a half million viewers on the most popular cable news network when Tucker Carlson hosted it, but 100 million views of his video on a social media platform, they're not going to be able to silence Tucker Carlson. And this is a very fine line. It's a very fine line. According to Guger, Bernard Guger, the attorney from Fox, they're trying to say, in connection, this is a quote, with such breach and pursuant to the agreement, Fox expressly reserves all rights and remedies which are available to it at law or equity. Now, the letter further stipulated that Carlson's contract states that he's prohibited from rendering services of any type whatsoever, whether over the internet via streaming or similar distribution or other digital distribution, whether now known or hereafter devised. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I like this language here. Prohibited from rendering services. That language alone tells me that it, it presupposes that Mr. Carlson would be rendering services to a third party. If I render a service to someone, if I have a, uh, a personal training business or an entertainment business, and I'm rendering services, I'm being hired by someone. But Mr. Carlson is a free person. Why can't he express his thoughts as an American citizen on Twitter simply because he's famous? He shouldn't be allowed to do that? He's not rendering services to Twitter. He's not rendering services to Newsmax or OAN News or another employer, he's giving his opinion. And if the nature of social media can allow him to receive financial remuneration from that through advertising revenue, or better yet, if he does it and doesn't put ads on it, just does it for free. If he's doing it for free, they certainly can't stop him. So what I could see here is a court agreeing with Carlson, saying, Mr. Carlson, if you post your opinion on Twitter and you get no advertising revenue from it, you are allowed to do it. Meanwhile, if that ruling is made, that puts Mr. Carlson in a very big driver's seat. Now, why is that, ladies and gentlemen? Well, because Carlson was fired by Fox News. So therefore, the only way Fox News can enforce its prohibition from him working for another news agency is to pay his contract. See, they can't fire him, prohibit him from working, and then not pay him. So if a judge says, look, going on Twitter or any other social media and sharing your opinion and not being paid for it is not something that qualifies as rendering services, and that therefore it is not a violation of his agreement with Fox, Tucker Carlson can continue to go on Twitter and stream these things and make these statements and these opinion pieces 10, 15 minutes long, whatever it is, while Fox News will continue to have to pay him $20 million a year. And Tucker Carlson would therefore be able to continue to do this for the duration of his Fox News contract. And when that contract expires, having not been out of the public eye and being able to 
make these Twitter videos, he's very well positioned to do whatever the hell he wants to do in media, work for Newsmax, work for anyone else. He won't be someone who's no longer relevant because he's been on the shelf for two years. So I think Fox is going to wind up getting really burned on this. I think that he's, his lawyers and him have sat down, they've looked over the language, and I think this is exactly the conclusion they came to, that if Tucker Carlson goes on Twitter, which is a big platform, and just does his thing and gives his opinion and doesn't receive any money for it, that he's not rendering services to anyone. And therefore, the fact that he's on the internet or streaming doesn't matter the medium, he's not rendering services. And if he's not rendering services, he's not in breach. And if he's not in breach, then he can continue to do it, and Fox has to continue to pay him $20 million a year. I think that's sheer genius. I do believe that will be the case. I think the right judge hears this, uh, unless you have one that really has it in for Tucker Carlson. If an unbiased jurist really hears this, they're going to come to that same conclusion, that the language of rendering services presupposed and envisioned him giving services in exchange for uh, a consideration, financial remuneration, working for another agency. He gets on there and speaks for free and just gives his opinion for no other agency, just does it himself in social media. I think he's got a very strong First Amendment argument there, and that trying to stop him from doing that would be an abridgment of his First Amendment rights, and he's going to be allowed to do it, and Fox is going to have to just pay, buck up and pay him the $20 million. They were clearly willing to pay him $20 million to sit on the shelf just so nobody else could get him. Now they're going to, be, going to have to be willing or unwilling. They're going to have to suck it up and pay him $20 million for him to just sit there and give his opinion on Twitter for free for all of us to consume. So what goes around comes around. I think they're going to be regretting that decision for a long time. I think the federal government and the Democrats are going to regret what they're doing to Donald Trump. And I hope and pray, because it's increasingly apparent to me, in light of what they're doing to people like Tucker Carlson, in light of what they're doing to people like Donald Trump, that the only salvation for this country is to reelect Donald Trump, because he's the only person with the courage, the fortitude, and the will to be able to force this issue and put these people back in the bottle and hold accountable all the people who have bastardized our government, who have bastardized our criminal justice system. Donald Trump has an excellent statement that he puts on social media, on Truth Social, and I think it's on his website and his campaign. And it, for all of us who believe in him and support him and believe in the United States and see what is, what is becoming uh, a banana republic and see what they've done to corrupt our system, it's that they're not coming after me, says Trump. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in their way. And that is so true. They're coming after your guns. They're coming after your free speech. They're coming after everything. They're coming after your retirement funds. They want to eliminate retirement funds and put all these funds, all these monies, under the control of a central bank, in which case they'll seize it in the time of, of, uh, of, uh, of need and say it was for the benefit of everyone. You won't have your retirement accounts. He's absolutely right. They're not coming for him. They're coming for you. He's just standing in their way. Don't you ever forget that. Your freedoms are at risk in this country more than any other time in my lifetime. And I'm going to be here until they try and shut me up, speaking out for you and defending your right to be a free American.
for The Jamie Dury Show. I'm Jamie Dury.